Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go In Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. It is Monday, April 5th, and happy Easter Monday to all of you who are listening today. It's wonderful to have you with us, and it's wonderful to be out of Lent and into the Easter season. And for those of us at Houghton, uh, we are heading into the last month of classes. Our last day of classes is April 30th. So we have four more weeks of classes this semester. And so for students, uh, certainly this has been a difficult semester for students and for faculty and staff. And so we're excited to see a little light at the end of the tunnel as well. And we also are um, excited to be looking forward to graduation in just about uh, six weeks, I reckon, five and a half weeks from now. Our uh, text this week, you know, we always have a theme, and our text this week are focusing on the theme, He is Risen Indeed, focusing on, in the, our New Testament readings will all be resurrection narratives, and we'll be reading Old Testament passages related to this, uh, as is appropriate for this time of year. And as always, we have three texts for each day. I will go ahead and provide commentary on one of the texts, um, and uh Today, I'll provide some commentary on the New Testament text, but you feel free to read all three if you'd like, and then come on back and listen to my thoughts. Today's scripture readings are from Psalm 8, Isaiah 25, 6 to 9, and Mark 16, 1 to 8. And I'd like to read to you the, the whole passage from Mark, Mark 16, 1 to 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man, dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there's the place that they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And it's that last line I'd like to think with you about today. They said nothing to anyone. For they were afraid. Most scholars believe that this is the last line in the book of Mark. Um, your text that you're looking at may have two extra endings appended to it, either a shorter ending of Mark or a longer ending of Mark that goes for about 12 more verses after this. But most scholars agree that those are later redactions and that the book probably ends here. On this rather abrupt, they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. And it's interesting that the text focuses on their fear because we, as Christians 2,000 years after the events, have learned to interpret this as a great joyful moment in the history of the world. Christ is risen, and in his death has conquered death, and in his rising has demonstrated his power over death on all of our behalf. Jesus says, the first fruits, says the scripture, of those who have fallen asleep the first one to rise, and because Jesus lives, we also will live, those of us who follow him. And so we would expect that 
The first people to hear this must have been thrilled, but instead, they're afraid. They're afraid, of course, because their world is being turned upside down in front of them. And even in our lives, in those times when uh, we aren't real excited about what we're going through, we don't necessarily want our world turned upside down, right? Like, whatever life was like back in February 2020, I can hardly remember at this point. I'm sure I had strengths and weaknesses and good days and bad days and things that were working and things that weren't working. Whatever I wanted in February 2020, whatever I wanted to be different, I didn't necessarily want the world turned upside down. But that's kind of what we got, isn't it? And when the world is turned upside down, it's scary. It's scary to us. Whether or not it's because of a sickness, or whether it's because of something like a resurrection. And again, you'd think that would be really good news, right? But think of how conditioned we are by the world to presume that the fundamental law of the world is that dead people stay dead, <laughs> right? Dead people stay dead. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Dead people don't get up and walk around again. And, uh, you know, th that makes us really kind of miserable, right? <laughs> like, we, we don't like that. We don't like realizing that there are people who have died that we know and that we love and that we can't see again in this world. Um, we don't like that there is death kind of hovering for each of us as we ponder our lives and our decisions. You know, part of the reason why we feel so much stress in a given situation um, is because we recognize that we have one earthly life to live and that that life will end at some point. And so that if we're going to make something of this life, if we're going to live a good life, whatever our picture of the good life is, if we're going to live a good life, we need to take advantage of it now because death will come. And we don't, again, really like that. I mean, we can't even imagine what the world would be like without it. We're just really conditioned to think dead people stay dead. And so because of that, we're actually, we're better friends with that idea than we think we are. <laughs> most, most people I know um, have acclimated to that reality just as a way of coping, right? So it's really good news to know that God has undone this. It's really good news that we don't have to worry about our lives in the same kind of way that we thought we had to because there's a life beyond this. It's really good news to know that the people who we love who have died, that uh, those who are in Christ will be able to see again uh, on the other side. Like these are really good news, right? But, but sometimes we want to cling to our old ways of life because it just made sense. <laughs> like while the world was not great when we thought dead people stayed dead, at least we knew what to expect. At least we knew how to feel about it. At least we had kind of made our peace with that reality, even if it was a painful reality. And so, uh, when that gets interrupted, even if it's for a really good thing, it can be really painful and surprising. And this is what these women are feeling. They're afraid. And so they need to keep the news to themselves for a while. And of course, the other Gospels fill in how the other disciples eventually hear and, uh, and how... Um, how they too, you know, Jesus appears to many more people and, and the secret gets out. But just in this moment, I think we can appreciate why for the women they were, were terrified and how important it is for us to realize when we get fearful of things, and there's a lot to be fearful about today, um, when we are fearful of things, we also don't have to be terrified in the same way, right? To, for us to know that there's good news hidden in the world. 
and that this resurrection points us to really good news and so that we don't have to be fearful um, when things don't seem to be working out for us in a given moment, that the terrors of the world don't have to have a hold on us because of what this empty tomb represents. God, we do thank you for the gift of the resurrection and for the season that we can acknowledge that you have overcome death. God, we can scarcely imagine what that means because death continues to have a hold in our lives and a hold in our imaginations. We pray, God, that you'll set us free and help us to know your deep love for us that transcends even death. God, when we think about a time in our world when so many have died and when death is close to us because of the reality of a pandemic and then all of the related suffering related to the pandemic. We pray, God, that you will be with a world that is deeply fearful about death, and we pray that you will teach each of us about the power of the resurrection, and may this be a moment when people come to know you. We pray this through Christ. Amen. Well, it's wonderful to share with you again today. We'll look forward to tomorrow. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.